We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear on the upcoming episode of our newest show, The Chamber Podcast. We're now joined by Dr. Peter Marciante. There's a local sports team down here hampered by injuries right now. If a team is ravaged by injuries, how much do you put of that into the training staff and the physical therapist? Unfortunately, I put a lot on it. Now what they've done is they've they've blocked out all external doctors to have total control, and I'm not sure it's working that well but there needs to be a little bit more freedom and guys need to be also take charge in, in their own health care they can't just go to a team who's trying to manage 100 players if you're interested in advertising your business on any of our podcasts reach out to us at number five reasons sports on twitter to stay up to date with all of our shows enter five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Peak Podcast. I'm your host, Ricardo Navas. And with me today, we have producer co-founder, Brian Goins. Stop coughing on the show, please. I'm not coughing. I'm laughing because Alex made me laugh. Uh, and our professional screw-up, Alex Salido, is also here. Big professional screw-up energy today. Toledo, I'm sorry. I keep whitewashing you. Uh, we have an old friend of the show, Kevin Wang. It's been a while. Kevin, where can people find you? I always have to say this so that people who are unfamiliar with your work 
You can follow my Twitter at Kev Cage. It's actually pronounced Kev Kage, but nobody really watches anime at all. Kevin so is one of me. Kevin is one of me, people. Well, I I don't put anime stuff on dating apps. Yeah, exactly. So you don't you don't put it's it on the at it's at K E V K A G E underscore on Twitter. And uh, her maiden voyage on the program. <laughs> Again, I wanted to tell people, Jenna. Jesus Christ, I'm gonna mess up your name so often because I've been used to calling you Genna. And now it's it's Jenna. Uh, Jenna on the mark on Twitter. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. Where can people find you other than, like, your, so you're at, at Jenna on the mark. What's your last name so people know? So I'm at, yes, I'm at Jenna on the mark on Twitter and Instagram. My real, la- well, my, like, my reporting last name is Mark. My real last name is Revit. But that's, that's a very m- harder, it's harder to pronounce than Jenna you know you may not believe me so um i took my dad's first name and used that because it's easy cool. to pronounce like it. jenna yeah. on the mark so this is the cast of characters we will have for today's show and we have a lot to talk about particularly last night against the celtics the heat probably have what was the worst 10 minute stretch of basketball i've seen them put up since they won 15 games like um it was a lot of Dion Waiters dribbling into two people and then throwing up a bad shot or Bam not knowing what to do when he catches a ball in the short roll. And it was like, it was horrible. And I think we all kind of knew we were in for a long night. Uh, I, for one, was pretty stunned that they managed to get offense going and actually get a lot of good looks. Kevin, I know that you're a Boston guy. That's why you're on the program today. Um, after that first quarter, like you're thinking what? That at some point this game would maybe be tied coming into the fourth. <laughs> Is that like your distress as a Celtics fan? Okay, so so essentially we've had this discussion before where Boston is a really jump shot happy team. And bad, bad Stevens. <laughs> and so there's a correlation between the amount of paint touches they have and the amount of drives and how well their offense is fluctuating. And in the fourth quarter, when they get jump shot happy, in the fourth especially, they have Kobe-itis, essentially. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Jason Tatum, dude. He's okay, infected so, them. He's, Kobe is infected. Kobe worked out with Jason Tatum, and now he's infecting everyone, including your beloved Brad Stevens. Right, so in the first half, Boston, I think the Miami played zone, like, essentially the first half. Yes. And with Horford, he's kind of a zone buster, essentially. And then in the third and early in the fourth, they started going to man and trapping Kyrie picking rolls. And that kind of shook them a little bit because I guess they got used to the zone the entire time. And then there was a stretch in the fourth when Miami made the run when Smart and Horford were both out the in- that entire stretch. Because normally, recently, Brad has actually staggered those two to kind of counteract how awful Rozier is. <laughs> I know you were DMing me the whole time. You're like, I hate Rozier. I hate that he's playing. And I was like, he's hitting shots, man. Um, he's a Celtics I- Dion. He's a Celtic Dion. <laughs> I don't. Sure. I actually was not a fan of them trapping Kyrie because I just felt like they were just going to swing, swing, and find the corners. Which I know that they're they're a decent corner shooting like team. So I actually wasn't a fan of that, and they ended up getting a lot of turnovers. I mean, that really got Goron going. Um, they were getting in the open court a lot. JJ Goron, Dwayne, all really good in the open court. Um, so that's probably the thing that changed the game the most. And then their shots started dropping. I know that they still shot. They were like a, a really bad. I think they started off what over ten from three, 
There was all Boston also just stopped making every damn three. And that, well, that was more, ridiculous. No, but in the fourth quarter they started yeah. doing it again. Right. And then and, the, that, the, that, and then when Miami made the run, they had a lot of transition opportunities because of those mysteries. Again, it was the rebounding. Jenna, Jesus Christ, I'm going to do that so much. Jenna, <laughs> was the rebounding. Times already. You're gonna I, get punched it's in the never going to get better. I promise. I, first of all, okay, hold on. How did you think that that's her, that her name is pronounced that way? I don't understand. N N A. When have you ever heard the name Jenna? I don't know, dude. It's just <laughs> I read it that way. Well, this is like right. listen. I'm used to it. I'm used to it by now. He can call me that. I'll no, I don't. I want to call you by your name. That's it's not. Fine. Oh my yeah. god. For someone, I mean, All right, just stop like pronouncing it like you're pronouncing gun of the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Only my rap. Does your girl even know who that part. is? I have no idea who that is. I didn't know who that guy who just died was. All right, oh my man. god. What's his name? Nipsey Hustle. Nipsey, there you go. I had no I had no idea who he was. Everyone was just tweeting about Nipsey and I was like, that sounds very sad. I don't know who this person is. <laughs> You just you just had to bring it up. I don't know, man. Okay, let's bring it back to offensive rebounding. Um, <laughs> Jenna, was the offensive rebounding of the Celtics as annoying to you as it was to me? Because Miami typically is the one offensive rebounding others, and now they were the ones being offensive rebounded. So typically, I would probably say yes, it annoyed me. But because of all the guys that we didn't have playing, I kind of expected that to be a bit of a hole for the Heat. Because you, you, you're missing so much with, without having Josh in there, without having Justice. Um, I just felt like something was going to give, and I felt like that was going to be the one place where, where it did give. It, it's hard to like, say if it upset me or not, though. I, don't, I think more than that, it was like all the missed shots that were more annoying to me than anything. I mean, going down, going down 23 was like, that was more. I mean, it wasn't the it wasn't the rebounding. It was more the missed shots. Some of the turnovers I thought were like almost senseless. But I, the rebounds didn't bother me as much as they bothered you. I can tell by your face. That's, that's I, I, you. I was no because I was so upset because there was a possession where the Celtics got like five chances and the Heat were forcing misses and they like if they weren't getting turnovers like. It was difficult for them to get stops because they were just giving up so many damn offensive rebounds. And I liked I think, what they were doing, but I think I know what stretch you were talking about. And I was equally as pissed because it felt like every opportunity that Boston ended up taking was a three. It was. That's why I was horrified. Hey, hire me like his first five threes in the game. So this game, this I don't know if you guys watch this game or not. Yanni probably did because he hates Boston, but. There was a game right around the All-Star break when the Celtics gave up a 28-point lead to the Clippers. And oh, lost I do that. remember that. I remember that game. Yeah, this game gave me very similar vibes where Boston was just making every damn shot. And then eventually once they started missing, they continued to just settle for three after three. And I guess the only difference was Miami just didn't have any shooting at all. Miami didn't have any shooting. And I think um, what Jenna was saying is also true about Winslow. Like, you know, not only does not having Winslow hurt the offense, he's such an important rebounder for them. He's so good. He's so strong. He boxes out. I know Hassan gets a lot of... He, Hassan's a great rebounder, but he's not really like a boxer outer. Um, uh, so not having Justice in there and Josh as well, who helps on that end, like you give up a lot on that end, especially defensively. But And the idea of Justice being able to rebound the ball and then push the pace is something that they don't have unless it's James Johnson, right? Because, like, Hassan's getting the rebound or Bam's getting the rebound. They take two dribbles and are giving it to Dwayne or Goran or Dion or whatever. Just call my guy DJJ. 
Yeah. Well, he's out now too. So now what Miami has is their That's three, their three young, three of their four young players are out. Rodney Magruder, who I know he's not the biggest like guy that he fans love, but I mean, well, I, I think he's an offensive weapon though. I think Chef Trilly put it best when Duncan Robinson was playing. He missed Rodney Magruder, and that pretty much says all you need to say. <laughs> So they have so many injuries going on right now to their key players. And I don't really like this narrative that Dwayne Wade is the best player on this team because he's absolutely not. I've heard Stan Van Gundy say it on the Levitard show. I've heard people like in, on other NBA podcasts and like it's been written like Dwayne Wade is absolutely not the best player on this team. The right. Heat are actually better when he's off the court and not by Wait, an so insignificant margin. So who do you think margin. is the best player on the team? It's Winslow, unequivocally Justice Winslow. And I think everyone in that locker room knows that. I think Eric Spolstra knows that. I think anybody who is around this team and watches this team a lot knows that Winslow is the best player. And I don't think it's close. I think you're it's making, close. You're making a face. I think it's close, but... Close I between who? every 10 games, to be honest. I think I wouldn't every say 10 Wade game stretch, not. it's Dragic. Every 10-game stretch after that, it's Winslow. Every 10-game stretch... I think Goran's probably the spirit. second best... I think yeah. Goran is is number two, and Josh like kind of played himself out of that number two spot. But I think that it's I well think, to start the season. It was Jay Rich, and yeah, I mean like Kelly, Kelly three and four. Yeah, and Kelly all, had all, about five games where he was the best pl- probably player on the team. All the lineup data suggests that the Heat are good with Justice and Kelly on the floor. Like they're plus five something net rating when they're together. If uh, we're talking about the full season, then yes, Winslow is the best player. But game Winslow. by game, I think it can change. Game by game, it could change, but like sure. the totality of their impact on the floor. And I know Kelly does a lot, like Kelly's numbers are on off are really good, but a lot of that is also just like his role in the offense is not as important as Justice as the initiator and as everything on both ends. Um, I don't know. Jenna, what's your argument on the other way? Because I, I, don't, I don't really. I mean, I, I've always been a, a pro Winslow person. A lot of people in the beginning were like, ah, oh, he's all defense. He can't shoot, all this. I think. I, I echo what you said, where he is so integral on both sides of the ball. And I think the Heat don't have many people that can do that. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Wade's not the best player because we're comparing Wade now to, I mean, like, it, it depends on what you're comparing, what version of Dwayne Wade are you comparing? Are you comparing? But I just, I just think that when you're a player, so in the month of March, they had this incredible March, and I think everyone can say that this last stretch of 10 games has been Dwayne's best of the season. He's been in double figures. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything on the floor. The Heat are six points better when he sits. Yeah, because they're faster. No, they play faster with him because he's played with Goron. So actually the pace picks up when he's on the floor. The bench unit's faster, but... The bench unit's faster with the, the Winslow, Richardson, Bam lineups but play those, a lot those slower. Those numbers are kind of skewed because you know, you know for sure in the fourth quarter it's different. Well, Dwayne's, Dwayne's fourth quarter numbers are insane, um, but I'm just saying like for the totality of the game, like, yeah, at the end of the game, you know, you want Dwayne Wade just because he can run the pick and roll so well and he can make all those reads and everything, but like he's I, not... I would, I, would, I would want, if I had to bank on one guy, I'd... I'd want to bank on justice only for the fact that he can, he almost can do, I don't want to say everything, but he can do more than most. And I think because of that, his role is so vital. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you there that he's, he's one of the best ones. I don't know that I would, I, that I would say Wade's not yeah, the best. He aren't playing with a starting point guard still, which I find really ridiculous. Well, no, they're playing with Goron. Mm-hmm. They, but they're not starting Goron, which is... Yes, yes they are. Know. They are. Brian, they have, yes. They, they haven't Gor- been starting Goron for, like, the past few games. Goron started the last two games since... Okay, but, like, the last few games <laughs> before that, I've been kind of like, 
wondering why they haven't been doing that to begin with. And obviously now they're gonna have to do it more because now Derek Jones Jr. is gonna be out. Well, remember they don't they don't really have they have two point guards on the team. Yeah. Right. So like Dion was playing a lot of point guard next to Jay Rich, um, which was fine. I mean, at the end of the day, like the injury that that hurts them the most is Winslow, and everything else is aggregates. I think it's Winslow and, uh, and now Jay Rich for sure. Kelly Jay Rich played... probably missed more now. I think. I was looking at the minutes. Uh, I'm going to pull them up right now. Like, Kelly played nearly 40 minutes. I think JJ played 37. Well, um, Jerich played the most minutes on the team. Now he's gone, and they and don't really have a replacement. He's the team's best defending player. And they don't and have also, Justice who would do the other. What, yeah. 17 a game for them? Like, Yeah, the minutes yesterday. might be discounting his importance a little bit. Kelly Olenek played 39. Deion Waiters played 37. Goran Dragic played 39. Dwayne Wade played 30. JJ played 24. They only played nine guys, and one of those was Ryan Anderson, who played six minutes. You know, and Derek Jones Jr. went out. So what the hell are they going to do next game if none of those guys are going to play? What, they're going to ride with a with an eight-man unit, right? And we're going to oh, give Ryan lose. Anderson and Udonis minutes? Like, what do we... <laughs> I think you're going to lose. I'm kind of here for UD, Minnesota. Last night was I, I mean, who's last, not going to be night. here for UD? What do you think, Kevin? Last night... Was a reminder that Ryan Anderson was on the Heat for me. Generally, yeah, really forgot about the Tyler Johnson trade. For all Heat fans too. I'm surprised that he got minutes over UD. I, I mean, I guess the offense was in such a horrid place. <laughs> yeah, it's disrespect by Spo. Like, if I'm UD, I'm looking. I'd be like, dog, really, Ryan Anderson? He's out there before every game, putting up just as many threes as Ryan Anderson. Bro, Let me tell you something. A sample I need. Bro, I was watching a video that the Heat put out on Face or Instagram TV, IGTV. If people still watch that stuff. And they were they were doing a series where where Hazem was showing his pregame routine before every game, doing like oh, hip too. stretches I with like that. elastic resistance bands and stuff. He used to get in the gym with Ryan Anderson. You do? What are you doing? <laughs> yo, he must be doing like yo. What the hell? I've seen Ryan Anderson in the locker room. He's not he's not doing that. Ryan Anderson eating cheese pregame. <laughs> that's a true. That's a true story. He was a uh, pregame. You know, everyone was getting ready for the game, and Ryan Anderson was at his locker eating cheese. Cubed or sliced? What type of cheese? Cubed, cubed, cubed. Ryan Anderson Back also. Ryan Anderson. I don't know. I didn't ask. I couldn't ask follow-ups. Fake journalist. That yeah, no. Then you know, I was ushered out of the locker room, and I was like, no, I have questions for Ryan. And then PR PR sent me on my way. And then Did post they hear your takes? Huh? Yeah, you're up. They heard you your takes. They heard my takes. They they know me. I think Rodney might know like what we say on the podcast because when I went to go ask Rodney if he had a minute, he told me no, he has to go. And I was like, "Damn, yo, Alf ruined Alf ruined that for us." <laughs> Rodney was our friend. I like Rodney Magruder. I think he's like Alf is the one that slanders him. Well, you think he's, he's gonna have the same? He's gonna have the same attitude at media day versus after a game when they're tired. This is before. <laughs> this, this is before, before. he this. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying that this was pregame. I was in the aura, man. They're exhausted. <laughs> but Yanni, does does Kelly listen to the pod? Kelly, I don't know. Probably not. Because uh, how did, how are you and Kelly's friends again after things you said? I don't know, dude. Kelly Kelly came on the show and we talked about food. He has no idea. I mean, the the thing that's crazy is Tyler. I was I was almost positive Tyler had to know who I was. Forced him out. And Tyler came out and Tyler came on the show and we talked about pollo tropical and we had a great time. Uh, Listen, that he would kill for Wayne Ellington right now. Would they? Hasn't he not yeah. been good in Detroit? Yo, they were playing Duncan Robinson and Ryan Anderson. I'm sure they would love Wayne Ellington. Did you see yeah, that they stat? Yeah, they would appreciate some some Wayne Ellington action for the next few games. Did you see that stat I tweeted out that Wayne Ellington has more threes with the Heat than Dwayne Wade? Okay. No that's way. Not, that's not that? like crazy to you? Hell Dwayne no. Wade's played 
Dwayne Wade's 37 years old. Wayne Ellington was here for one and a half seasons. And Isn't it like two and a half? Whatever. It's like Dwayne's been two here half for, seasons for of fucking launching, 15 years. Launching five, seven threes a game. How many was Wade averaging for 10 Does years? That, one? Am I the only one that's surprised by that? I mean, I remember I remember the 2016 playoffs when Wade started bombing threes against Charlotte. There was a stat that he hadn't taken a three since like December. Oh, yeah. Dude, they beat that out of him. He's back this year. You know, at, I want to talk about the end of that game because I was so sure Dwayne was going to start going bombs away from three. The Celtics were giving him space, and he loves that little walk-in three from the wing. Deion said, you're not coming for my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Oh, my God. So I got you. Kelly uh, was wrong. Okay, let's play the Kelly was wrong. So for the audience that knows, when the Heat signed Kelly Olenek, I was not happy because it was just it was a random four-year deal out of nowhere for a guy that I associated with uh, pushing Kelly Oubre and then hiding behind a referee. Boston beloved Kelly Olenek. Moving on to Kelly Olenek in his uh, smelly hippie contract. Olenek tees up the three. Come on. But I don't understand why you tether yourself to anyone for four years, much less Kelly Olenek. And it blocked by Olenek. In today's NBA, a guy like that, he's just a guy. He's not special. He's just a guy. Olenek and a foul. Kelly, oh my Olenek. What asset? Kelly Olenek's an asset now? Olenek down the lane, slammed it home! What a play by Olenek! You criticize the Kelly Olenek move because you care, because you're passionate, because you love the team. Because he's a smelly hippie. The Heat are plus 10 when Kelly Olenek plays. (laughs) Sorry, Kelly. Did you see Eric Reed get really mad? Eric Reed, let me tell you something. I am here for Eric Reed yelling at officials. I have never seen that side of him before, and I have never loved him more. Sorry, my theory is I think he didn't mean to do it. I think it slipped up, and I think he just kind of doubled down. <laughs> what, what was what was the call? It was a it was a a blocking foul on Olenek. Yeah. Kyrie kind of went into him. Uh, Kelly slid in kind of late. Uh, he's like, "Oh no, don't do that! Yeah, don't, was, don't do that! No, no, I got it, I got it." Irving with a burst. Oh, he just oh no, don't do that! Play will tell all. That looked like a clear charge as Irving just put his head down and plowed into Olenek. What was what was what the hell was that? Was that Dan Levitard? I had it queued up on my phone. Why did Dan Levitard play in my headphones? <laughs> because it was supposed to be queued up from the Levitard show this morning. Why are you Cut not a good report? Why are you not a good producer? Just play their show instead of what is what <laughs> is so hard? Brian, what's so hard? What's so hard about playing sound? I couldn't cut it because I didn't you have enough click, time. You clicked and then sound plays. I had it queued up. This would Jade Hoyd would never. <laughs> Jade Hoyd would never. Um, but pretend yeah, like I played it, please. Kelly, um, <laughs> you can edit in later. That was a great sound. Ke- uh, Kelly was absolutely late. That was. You totally, think so? It was a. Uh, it was a block. I think so too. I think it was a block. I thought in real time it was a charge. I I was with them when, when in it real first time. Happened. In real time, I thought like no way that that's not a, a block. And then when I saw the replay, I was more inclined to believe that it was a charge. But still, like, did you guys see what Spolstra said afterwards? No, I didn't. What do you What do you say? He said. He said some. Hold on, let me pull up the exact quote because I'm gonna butcher it. But he was like. So they asked him in his post game about it, and he said, from my vantage point and all the replays, and then he's like, I can say this because I'm not really complaining about it. I'm just saying how I feel. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you're complaining about it. You're clearly complaining about it. I hope Hold on. I... Let, me, let me 
put it, pull it up. It was in the Herald. <laughs> well, Ira did tweet out that the NBA, um, they did the whole last two minute report and that they confirmed the call. Okay, that's that's fake news. The last two minute reports. <laughs> I hate the. I hate no, that. No, the thing, the one where um where Curry got fined with the mitt, where he got slapped on the ankle mid shot. Oh my god, that, that was, was like, that whole. That was, the whole was end it, the of that game. Contact, what, what yeah, do they call it? Yeah. Like the hot mitts or something like that. Hot stove contact. Yeah. The whole end of that game was so frustrating. Like. The, the, I if I'm I don't like Draymond tweet tweeting out TD after that was amazing. What Curry was it against? Bringing, Curry was it against Minnesota. Like actual, yeah, Curry brought an actual oven mitt to the next home game. I love him. That's in so his outfit. Cool. How could everybody hate that? That was like that was as clear an indication of point shaving as I've ever seen in my life. That was incredible. Um, last night the officials were not great. I think I think even Kevin <laughs> could say that. Yeah. I mean, even though Tom, I was listening to the Celtics broadcast, and of Tommy Heinsohn thinks everything's a foul. <laughs> Do you like them? Um, be honest. If you're, it's if a you're, safe space. I actually like them, but if you're, if you're hoping for objectivity, then you're gonna hate Tommy. Or as a play-by-play play guy, describing what's happening. Yeah, as a play-by-play guy, Gorman is top-notch. <laughs> Do you miss Tony Fiorentino like we do? Yeah, I, I do. Love, I love Miss Tony. Um. I, you know, and I really want to take something away from this game, but Miami without Josh and, and Justice, they're just not, they're a different team. Like, it, it's difficult to take anything away. And yeah, it's such I kinda, a small margin for error. And I kind of feel like the conversation around the team from a national perspective, because now, like, everybody's talking about Dwayne. I've noticed that on, on you know, other basketball podcasts and on, on national media and stuff like that. Like, a lot of things are descending on Dwayne and the spotlight's on Dwayne. And I feel like everyone doesn't know that, hey, these two guys that are kind of critical to everything that they do, they're gone. And the Miami Heat have to play different yeah. basketball because they're not there. And if they don't make the playoffs, it's absolutely going to be because Josh and Justice are not there. Is Jay Rich coming back by the end of the season? I, man, I they know don't that, know. I don't heard, know, but I think we kind of heard stuff. I've I've heard that he may not be back. Um, I we haven't been able to confirm it, but it uh, you know it doesn't regular. look yeah for the regular season it doesn't look good. Justice, I don't know, man. It's questionable, and then he he didn't fly with the team these pat for the road trip that he just had. But they're they're overly cautious tomorrow, the... tomorrow, so there might be a chance he plays tomorrow. Who knows? The last we saw him was on Instagram. Right. No. Sure. They don't play. They don't play till Friday, right? They play, they play tomorrow. tomorrow. They play tomorrow in Miami. They play Boston. Um, is Kyrie Again, playing? They play oh, in Miami. Kyrie's probably going. He probably he loves Miami. Yeah, so that's um. I kind of expected them to lose on the road against the Celtics. The tomorrow is a game that they should and have to win. Not should, but they. The they Celtics don't need that game though. Wait, wait. Old team, they do. Kevin, they're tied. Kevin, yeah. Kevin, the Celtics yeah, no. don't need that game though. Yeah, they do. They're tied with. They're tied with Indiana right now for. Oh, okay, I didn't know. I they were. for the Heat because that means if the Celtics lose and the Heat win and the Pistons lose tomorrow, aren't they without Blake? They're without yeah, they Blake. are without Blake. He's, yeah, he's they are all of a sudden. Nah, no, never mind. Because the thing is, Indiana's still too far back of Philly, right? They're still like two or three yeah, games no. behind. No, yeah. they're way behind. Uh, By the way, Indiana quietly went like two and eight. Like through a stretch, they've been like quietly horrible. They've lost like every road game. I know it's been it's been rough for them. Um, yeah, so Detroit's gonna be missing Blake. He's day to day. Um, 
Miami's schedule is really tough going forward, and if the Raptors are within striking distance of the one seed, that's not going to help them because um, they're gonna they're probably gonna need that against the Bucks. So and Kawhi doesn't have any more back to back, so it's and Lowry's healthy again. So and they might want reps with those with their starters and Marcus also. I'm actually a little concerned about that Raptor game now when I wasn't before. Um, Your Raptors. My Raptors. Um, mm-hmm. Miami have the six hardest uh, strength of schedule remaining with six games left. I mean, they play the Raptors. They play the Celtics. Uh, they play 76ers the and they play Brooklyn. The easiest game in that schedule is against Minnesota. On the road. On the road. Yeah. God. Sneaky hard game. So, and they're not going to be able to do this if they're not healthy. Karan three times was putting up Shaq numbers. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's easy. He, he's the best player I've ever seen when they're out of playoff contention. He goes nuts. He's like Anthony oh. Davis. How do we get in Miami? All the pressure's off. All the pressure's off. El Dominicano? El Dominicano. Que lo que es loco. Oye, tigre. Mangu. Bring him here. That was offensive. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Jenna. I'm Colombian. Am I allowed no. to? Jenna, was that offensive? Are you Dominican? No, it wasn't. What are you? What's your, what's your reason? What, what are you? What are you? <laughs> what are you? What are you? Tell me, human. Um, so, I do want to laugh at Brad Stevens a bit because we have Kevin <laughs> on. And Kevin Kevin knows how I feel about one Brad Stevens. I, Kevin, are you going to admit that uh, they've been completely and utterly underwhelming this season? See, despite all the drama and a terrible start, yes there's still no? like a... Kevin, stop with this. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Yes. But percentage of blame that falls on the head coach boy wonder. Why are you grilling him? I would say, I would say what thirty something percent? Because I think most of it goes to Hayward. It's unfortunate. Don't but it blame is the guy who broke his damn leg. He's low key right. Exactly. Thank you, Alex. The voice of reason. <laughs> Yo, he's getting paid like thirty-five million a year. That's a big hole if he's putting up 11, 11 points a game, and they seem to be better they off. They were so good with last year without him. What happened? He came back. <laughs> That's what we're saying. So the the Celtics hung on to all these assets. They were asset hoarding uh, for firm grasp at fourth place. That's what we did. <laughs> the Sixers tanked for a decade. Got that three seed down pat. At least they is, actually make moves. Is this what they're doing? Is this is this what we're is this what we're excusing? Uh, an offense that is thoroughly and utterly uncreative. Top ten. <laughs> are we at Are we at top ten? That would be funny. They are firmly at ten. They creeped into the top ten. Hold on. Wait. They are firmly at tenth right wait, now. Really? That's only five stops really? behind mediocre. So don't don't give I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, it's also five It would be the second time that. <laughs> <laughs> that Brad Stevens has gotten the top five spots behind mediocre. This is the first. This is the first year he's had legitimate top tier talent to work. And with. he's only the top. And he's only the tenth off. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk and Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Kelly Olynyk. Was breaking star shoulders before the <laughs> before the culture. <laughs> before the culture. Um, for the culture. Honestly, like I, I really wanted to see Miami at full strength. Hopefully, Justice can play because I, I don't think the Celtic matchup is terrible for them. I do think that there is some exploitable matchups for them. Um, and Miami, I know that something I thought was going to be an advantage to them was going to be their rebounding. There was no evidence of that last night. 
Um, is it weird that I came out of last night feeling better? Obviously, it's not going to happen. But if the, the the Celtics to me are the clear one that you want out of that the, that top four in the East. Yeah, but they're not going to get that. I mean, that's, I know. That's, they're not. They're, but it's just like ugh, it's too bad, right? We have to sell either for for Philadelphia. Toronto. I'm terrified of Philadelphia. I think we need to go over the matchup. I'm terrified of Toronto. I'm terrified of Philly. Oh, I'm terrified of all of When Yanni hears about how I feel about Philadelphia, I may not be allowed back on the show. Okay, let's well let's get into that because I did out of out of the top three teams in the East. So Milwaukee gives Miami so many issues, and they're too long. Miami, Miami's problem the entire season has been that they don't have size, particularly in the backcourt. So now they have Justice, but Justice is not a lengthy guy. They have Josh, who is a little lengthy, but they're they're not the biggest team, especially when they're playing like James Johnson minutes and stuff like that. Uh, they're not Dwayne is not a lengthy guy. Dion's not a lengthy guy. They're smaller, uh, so size always has bothered them, especially defensively. So that's why the Bucks is like a nightmare matchup for them, as is the Raptors, right? So you have Danny Green, you have Kawhi, you have Van Fleet, you have all these guys that they could throw at their guards that are going to really both teams can shoot really well. And that gives the Heat problems. And Toronto has a lot of motion in the offense, and that I just some of the some of Miami's guards I just don't really trust getting out to the corners and, and doing it's I just don't think it's a good matchup and just it, they have no answer for Kawhi uh, James Johnson is probably and Justice are their two best defenders that you can put on a guy like that and they just Kawhi always takes him for a ride um, Philly's probably it Philly's the one I'm most but comfortable with because them last year because Miami's team comfortable with that but my, like, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Look either. at Miami's offense. Look at what Miami does. Miami's defense is going to be solid, like no matter what. Like their defense is going to be it no matter what. Um, Hold on, man. How how are you so sure about the defense when last year they could not they guard J.J. Reddick whatsoever? Yeah, yeah. You still can't guard J.J. Reddick. Butler, Tobias Harris. Like they have way too many weapons for the Heat to contain. They're gonna be. They're gonna throw. They're gonna throw fits having to guard Joel. Okay, this 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 might be the hottest take, but. I feel like those first two games may have been an outlier against in the Philly Miami series because when Embiid is out, Hassan is kind of useless with Ursan at the five. <laughs> he is, and now with Embiid there, like there's gonna be a constant guy who's just posting up. They're gonna have and, size on Embiid. I'm not Embiid's not what I'm worried about in that series. It's, it's Simmons. The fact that it's all five of them. That's too much for them to, it's to handle. I think that they're gonna have bodies to throw at Tobias. I don't think Simmons is the issue. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be JJ Redick, Tobias, and and probably Jimmy. I think. But like, if you're scared of like, to, if you're scared of JJ Redick and Tobias Harris, I forgot about Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jesus Christ, they're loaded. Um, <laughs> like obviously, it's it's picking from bad options, but I think matchup wise, they have the best chance to get offense going against Philadelphia, just because of their guards are gonna be able to do a little bit more, and their offense needs the guards like Goran, Dion, and Dwayne, and Justice are the ones that make that offense go, okay. right? So. So the way that Philly, at- Philly also Philly also has to play Redick because of just the lack of shooting that they have. So at all times there's going to be one exploitable defender, and that's that's another thing. And they're going to be able to put him in the pick and roll with Goran, and they're going to be able to kind of. But they like- also have size ma- ma- They have a size mismatch at literally every other position that isn't JJ Redick. So it's like besides the fact that they're a top defense, but you're looking at it player of the year potentially. But defensively, you're going to have some leeway with Ben because you're going to be able to give him a cushion. So it's not like the size, yes, they have a size advantage, but it's not as stark as Milwaukee and it's not as stark as Toronto. And that's my point. Like, you're picking from bad options, but I I see that being the most competitive series. I think to me, the way that I look at it, when you compare the teams, you go name by name, you're the least afraid of Milwaukee in the sense that their whole game plan 
is centered around Giannis and what the shooters can do, spacing the floor around him. When you su- when you sum it all up, you have to contain Giannis. You have to find a way to not let them light you up from three. Whereas with the Sixers, it comes to having to contain this five that they're probably going to throw out 40 minutes of or, you know, whatever ridiculous number because it's the playoffs. And I just think there's no shot whatsoever. Whereas they're, you know, slim 3% shot but, with Milwaukee. But Alex, you know my what I'm thing, saying? They have, my one, thing with- they have one player that you, that you absolutely need to contain, whereas Philly has five. I don't think they're going to be able to score against Milwaukee. Like Miami, when you're when you're in a playoff series, you need to look at what is your most exploitable trait. How can others exploit us? And Miami's absolutely the offense. I mean, Spolster can do everything he wants with his little dribble handoff sets and his little Spain cuts and all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, they don't have enough on offense. The secret to generate... is they're not scoring against either any of those teams. Nobody all three on this of them are great defenses. Nobody on this team has a first step. Like Dion has the best first step on the team. How are you going to get by guys when your sets aren't working? You know what I mean? It's like you're now you're Dion depending. having the first step is ridiculously depressing. It's Bro, so, the best not even in shape yet. Huh? Dwayne's gonna have the best first step again, like he did in the Philly series last year. Dion because that's what it the- comes down to. Within, in the first three quarters, there's about there's a there's a case for four or five guys on the team being better than Dwayne. In the fourth quarter, it's Dwayne's show, yeah. and he's the best player. Exactly. Basically, what it's come down to the whole season. Now, they have no shot against any of those teams. Are we thinking there might be a guy who might show up in the playoffs again, like Justice did last year? <laughs> Justice again? Justice again? I mean, besides Justice. Not Josh. Josh? Jenna's making faces. Because Kelly was pretty underwhelming. I'm agreeing with Alex and Brian. I'm sorry. I said said not Josh. No, but I'm agreeing agreeing with you guys saying you don't want to play Philly. Oh, okay. Kevin. Philly scares me. Does it? it? Because of what Kevin's saying or Alex, I mean? I haven't said my take yet. No, I know. I, I, I meant Alex. <laughs> yeah. Now you're putting words in people's mouths. It's long you're day. People's names wrong. Um, <laughs> Revving up the I, I, I think, shot I think that Alex and Brian hit the nail on the head. With Philly's just too good, and Miami injuries not injured, not injured, they just can't keep up with them. I think. I, I don't know. I think they get killed by all, all right. three. But who has the best chance of winning one? Like if Miami played any of those three teams, what's the best chance that Miami at least gets one? Off. Philly. You think it's really Philly? I think it's Philly. I think it's Milwaukee. Good question. I think it's Milwaukee. I think you I can make a we, case for all three. Low key. I love how we all avoid Toronto, but I think Heat fans most want to play Toronto. I don't want to well, play Toronto's Toronto. Well, Toronto's going to kill Toronto's a, a sweep for Toronto if they play us. Yeah. That's, Especially that's if, if Justice and or Josh are not healthy. I think Kevin. Toronto's an interesting conversation because they have Marcus All starting at the five. If you start Bam at the five, that might give him a little bit of, of trouble. It might give the Heat a little bit of trouble, too, because he's probably got, like, three inches on Bam. That's but Toronto really, instead of ben Toronto, really, Toronto really doesn't feature Mark that much in offense as I'd like. They don't. Uh, he's great with Norman Powell, though. Like, him and Norman. He's great. he's great with their second unit. Yeah. Uh, the, with the starters, I haven't. That was kind of my concern because I like the fit with Ibaka best with the starters. I know that they're going to go as far as, as well as, like, their, their five best can go. Um, but I like I like him better with the bench. That's what I think it's going to be a problem because Miami's winning a lot with the second unit. Like mm-hmm. when Miami's second unit comes in, they they can they really blitz teams. And with Toronto, I don't think you're going to be able to have that. I know that Toronto this year hasn't won with depth, but they're you know they're staggering their guys. When Mark is in there with the bench, they're going to generate a lot of offense on that on things that Miami does horrible at those little those little um, high post pass cuts like. 
We know that that's not stuff that they defend well. I'm voting Milwaukee. <laughs> In fact, I think if they if things were to go great, they could win two games against Milwaukee. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Two wins in the first round. I Histo- that up in the Raptors. Historically, <laughs> James Johnson <laughs> and Justice have done good against Giannis. I will say that. I just don't think that'll be so in the playoffs. They I have just, a I'm, lot of guys. That not, none, none of them are going to stop him. I know, but I just... You need, I, that, you need that that bevy of people to throw at him. And Spo has a lot of things that he likes to do as as disruptor plays. Like what he does with the 2-3, the, the, his whole function... Is that it disrupts the other team's offense because they don't see it coming, and it's kind of just this tool that he throws. He I love him using traps now. He's kind of like unveiled the trap card. Uh, I love that he's halfway that he's, through the he's season switching it all the way. Like he he's, he never sticks with one thing. I'd love that because that's that that was a pro, that was an issue with him. So they employ kind of on the fly better. They employ three kinds of defenses, and they it doesn't even matter the personnel; they'll do it anyway. <laughs> Usually, they they go to a drop defense where the big kind of comes down in the pick and roll, and they try to. You know, the guy fights over the screen, the, the guard or whatever, and then the big kind of waits back. Uh, they run their 2-3 zone, which, like, they do a lot of. Although, lately, the numbers have bared more even, so the zone has been kind of not doing that great recently. Um, but I do think that Spo just throws it out there to throw teams off. I bet off that also there. has to do something with Justice and Josh. That, I think that has to do with <laughs> it as well. Um, and they also, now they're trapping a lot, right? And I actually like that because... When you're when you're doing drop defenses and when you're doing zone, you kind of give teams a little more time to think about how what they're going to do with the offense. And yep. when they throw traps, it, it totally like throws them off guard because th- these guards now have to make really quick decisions. And when they come off the screen, they're not really sure exactly what they're going to do. Uh, I like that, especially when there are smaller guards like Kemba Walker. They do it to a lot, and it works really really well. Uh, Kyrie, it was really effective yesterday. Although yeah. I, I I know that he's he's really good at beating traps. A team like the Warriors, I wouldn't want to trap them too much because they're just they move the ball too much. But against teams that the ball sticks a little bit more, I do think that's like good strategy. Eric Bledsoe, um, six foot one. Yeah, but the the thing with the Bucks is that I think Giannis is also going to be doing a lot of initiating, and your trap's going to be pretty useless against Giannis. Like he's going to be able to pass over you, and he could, he might just even be able to get the step. So I want to see the Bucks series against Giannis this year. Um, it will. In the beginning of the season, it worked great. I think Giannis had an eight-point game against Miami. Early yeah, I, know, I, know zone defense, I know zone defenses are use, especially useful against ball handlers who struggle with shooting. And and Off also the, to take the ball out of guys' hands, right? So when you wanna, when there's a guy that you know you like who runs like high pick and roll and stuff like Giannis, that's an easy way to get the ball out of his hand. Or Ben Simmons. I don't like the zone against. I don't like the zone against Philly. They're gonna have too much, too much movement, too many guys. JJ's gonna like murder them. Same with Toronto. I mean, if you saw that Miami game against Toronto at home, I mean they they ran zone and Danny Green just like went nuts. So that's he always so, goes nuts on them. I'm gonna Kevin, pose a question. I need, I need to hear Kevin's Sixer take. I've been waiting. I've been <laughs> oh, like dying since this afternoon. Dude. I need. I want to hear Alex talk all about. Alex. Okay. No, 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 no. That's that's good. he deserves his time. I want no to waiting. hear this. I've been uh, Brian. I've been waiting for this since like three in the afternoon. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Kevin. My head, my head says the Bucks are probably going to win the East because like they're giving me, they're giving me 2015 Warrior vibes. Like the gap from how is this a first six place or Milwaukee? Take? Just keep hold on, keep going. Uh, the gap from first place Milwaukee to second place Golden State is like the same from like second place to like eleventh place, right? So Milwaukee, everything kind of just favors them. But my heart says the Sixers are winning the East. Your heart? Oh, man. Yes. Your heart? Yes, That's a take. I, I really can't see Boston upsetting Milwaukee at this point. And 
obviously Boston's like the one team that Philly consistently struggles against because of Horford. And I don't know. I I personally think Philly's a better team than Toronto post trade. That is a take, my friend. It is. I don't think that they're gonna Bucks, have enough. Bucks Twitter eviscerated me. I don't think they're gonna have enough depth to beat Toronto. Right. My thing is, Toronto. you can play that starting lineup like thirty. I know that starting lineup is the best in basketball. Right. Their net and rating that, is the best. And as you go deeper into the playoffs, I feel like depth just matters less and less. It. You're right. You're it right does. about that. But Kevin, you know, I've always used to think that, but I do think the Sixers, like, they're going to be times where they're not going to be able to get away with playing some of their guys. Yeah, and right. I'll, I'll never forget. And this is the Jonah example. I, this is the example I always use. When Indiana, when Indiana played Miami's big three, they were trying to buy DJ Augustine minutes to give uh, George Hill a little rest. And when DJ Augustine would step on the floor, Miami would evi- would erase them. <laughs> they, he was literally unplayable. Miami went at him. Miami trapped him. Miami made him a walking turnover disaster. And good teams like Toronto are going to be able to exploit matchups like that. And that's where your depth's going to matter. When can that's I for, buy? The, the example. Plus, I don't think we've the seen example, the best I, of Kawhi this season, too. Excuse me, Brian. I don't I, think we've seen I, the best of Kawhi I, I, this season. Toronto season when Stop talking over Kevin! He's only played half the games this Kevin's year. Kevin's a fucking guest! I had on my fantasy team. <laughs> I've kind of been like a last gift couple. I'm going to kill all of you. Oh my God. Ethan, <laughs> so help me God. I want a new co-host. I want new people. <laughs> Whittingham, if you're listening, be my new business partner. I'm so Woody done with that. Woody hates you. Woody loves me. <laughs> Kevin, please speak. <laughs> the example you brought up with the Pacers was good. I was thinking of the Lob City Clippers against the Spurs, where every time Chris Paul was out, they bring in like Austin Rivers or yes, you know Spencer Halls or whoever, and the Spurs would just run them out of the gym during those minutes. And that's like, and when I look at playoff depth, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for right, but this team, there's something about Philly where, like, aside from Reddick, they physically overwhelm you at four positions, like at all times almost. Like it's it's OKC like in a way. Like I don't know. G was was talking about the Bucks length being a huge issue as a matchup for the Heat when the Sixers outside of Reddick are probably bigger than the Bucks. Yeah, but the the point I mentioned is the size also offensively is what matters. And like Simmons, while has size, like there are ways to defend him. And and at the and I I'm I'm concerned about guard size. Right, so I'm looking at their backcourt and how how their size in the backcourt and how that's going to affect them. How size is going to affect Deion Waiters and how size is going to affect Dwayne and Goron, right? Like that's that's what's not key well, here. not well. <laughs> and 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 we know that at the end of games, that's what they're going to. They're going to high pick and roll with Dion and with Dwayne, and that's the offense, right? That's so why like, they have no shot against Philly. But I don't know. I mean, it's picking from bad options, For sure. but. Yeah, I, I'm disgusted with your take, Kevin. <laughs> Actually, I need I need to pose a question as well. How do you guys think a Boston-Milwaukee series goes? Because you mentioned the dropback scheme. And Horford is like, the he destroys those kind of defensive schemes. I think that it's really interesting. I, my concern with Boston there is them generating good enough offense against Milwaukee. Now, okay, so the solution there is you bench Terry Rozier. Actually, I, I kind of... in the playoffs, though. Okay, okay, so... Scary Terry. Do you guys know, like, the oscillate... You guys know, like, a fan that oscillates back and forth? Yes. Like, a fan making the full oscillation was Rogier the past two seasons. Us and James Johnson. 
We yeah. went we went from and like making fun of, and Dion, yeah. We went from making fun of Ainge for not dealing him in a first rounder for like three months of Ibaka to him embarrassing Bledsoe in the playoffs and now to him being maybe the most harmful playoff rotation player in the league. At the yeah, most Rosier for Ibaka so quick now. At, at the most easily replaceable position at backup point guard. Are you guys gonna pay him? No. I we better not. I swear to God. God, I hope so. <laughs> if you guys pay him, do you guys have worse contracts than the Heat? Well, J- Jalen's coming up for an well, extension just, as well. I, that's a good well, question, Brian. <laughs> because Jalen Marcus Smart, you got Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, Hayward might be the worst contract in the league. <laughs> who I mean, Al Horford ain't that great either. Who was it in the chat oh, that said oh. if 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 Hayward's available on a flyer, like, do you take that for the right price? Like, if you're Miami. <laughs> Are you guys writing off Hayward like right now? No, I'm not. Yeah. That's why we want okay. him because Paul George like recovered quite nicely from that injury. So, and I, right. I, hey, I he was Paul George. Of, the difference with Hayward was he had a second procedure like right before training camp, and that basically washed away this year. Because there was a story that Low posted where yeah, Beal, Beal and Drew Hanlon working out with Hayward, and Beal said Hayward was basically destroying him in those workouts. Bradley Beal? Yeah. Which, by the way, Wizards fired their president of basketball operations. After 16 years. Tank in session. So that. Put up I a story think, on fivereasons.com or fivereasonsports.com. Check out the website. At, I didn't even mention the network today. Yeah, Look man. at that. Check us out at Five Reasons Sports on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. Check out the website, FiveReasonsports.com. It just launched this week. Stories from Heat Beat every single week. You have Nikias on Monday talking about Dwayne Wade and Justice Winslow's relationship on and off the basketball court. Nikias got the chance to talk to both of them. Look at that. We're doing actual reporting with the superstar and the next best thing. So check that out. Christian Hernandez, our statistician and Photoshopper, has a story up there today about the Heat's amazing march and everything that went right for them in that march. And if you kind of want to look at how they'll be able to have success going into the playoffs, I suggest you read that. I have a column up tomorrow about Dwayne Wade. That's going to be a lot of fun. So every day this week, check out something for Heat Beat. Leif has one hour. Leif has a really fun Jawan Howard story. He got to talk to him, talk to, talk to the players. He didn't talk to Jawan Howard. He didn't talk to Jawan? Okay, I didn't read the story yet. You're the editor. Leif talked to everybody except the source. Well, check that out on Thursday. It's a good future, though. No, for sure. It's a good That's future. going awesome. No, but seriously, everything on 5 Having a lot of fun. Also, check out MiamiHeatBeat.com to see what we have going on there. And then our network podcast, you know the deal. Yada, yada, yada. Let me tell you, losing Jawan Howard will be a big loss. He's a boy. Is he favorite for the Laker job? Five and one favorite right now for Laker job. I thought it was Jason Kidd. It was Jason. That can't be true. That can't be true. Which part can't be true? That Jason. That they want Jason Kidd. I don't understand how Mark Jackson and Jason Kidd talk about getting jobs when, when they left their teams, they became historic. I just dude. When Mark Jackson was on ESPN talking about how the Lakers should accept that eighty deal one hundred. Or how the Pelicans should one hundred percent accept the eighty deal. Kiss that was the night. I, that was the night I found that Mark Jackson was affiliated with Clutch. <laughs> I just forgot about that. <laughs> That's so. Funny. That was what I found out. <laughs> that was good. Oh my god. I mean, if you're trying to get into that Lakers job, that's he's low key a genius. That Laker, that Laker deal is, is a disaster. That Laker situation because now Ingram. Have you guys had looks, a pod making fun of the Lakers yet? We we've done three. <laughs> Okay. The <laughs> last one, there was a, there was a little graphic. 
of you Yanni and Justin Rowan <laughs> laughing at the little Have you not seen it? I got to send it to you. <laughs> it's between layered in purple. Between Sam and Andy and Justin and Carter, like they could not have scripted this Lakers season better at all. I was the one from the from the fucking second he signed. I was on this. I was on this before all of them. Taking damn right. credit. I feel like Andy just smokes like as he's watching like Laker lowlights throughout the season. I, I've I've watched more Laker games than Raptor games this season because of how delighted I am and how bad they are. It's a horrible decision. Yeah, it's I, bad. I know, like the reports are saying that, <laughs> that he's signed off on all these moves. Like they they have an idea of how they want him to play, and this is all part of the plan. Are we all calling bullshit on that? Because I am. Is the plan I, wait, a nine I, seed? Is the plan a nine seed? Because it seems wait, to be working. I, wait, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Oh. <laughs> I love how that's how sign off. To curse. That was great work by me. I'm, you flame me on the on the last podcast for that. You you cut sound poorly in that show. It's okay. We yeah. love you. I'm 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 happy that you cut the sound. Um, yeah the 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 Ingram the Ingram deal looks to be pretty not movable at this point for a superstar. Um, so I have no idea what the Lakers are gonna do going forward. Now that Beal's available, that's that's probably the guy I look at him and AD that are going to really change the landscape of the league because Beal is legit dude and if a team oh um if Beal makes all NBA this summer he's super max eligible oh but he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna make it I third and third third team I think he could I mean that that team is so bad that I, I you know I think that might just get right, it. if if you're if you're gonna give Kemba you know, consideration. You might as well give it to Beal as well. All right, so let's run through it really quick. It's Steph, Harden, Harden. You got Kyrie and Dame. Da- yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie and Dame. Dame. And Sim- then Simmons. Clay? Simmons and um, Simmons, Clay, Kemba. I guess those are the those are the guys. Westbrook, next. Westbrook, maybe. I think Forgot Russ. Pr- yeah, Russ, Russ over Beal. I think. I think Simmons and Russ, and then yeah. okay. Is he, Although- he going to average a triple double again? Is he still on pace for that? He is, yeah. I like that he's just going to keep doing it forever. We're just kind of over it. <laughs> it's the third season in the row. <laughs> Rightly so. Like, I get why, but it's pretty funny. Kind of like when Harden, like, scores another 50-point game. I'm like, oh, okay. No, I'm not numb to that yet. I mean, that's still amazing. I am. What he does is just... If they crazy. were to finish with the one seed, that would seriously be... <laughs> you know, the Nuggets, can, the Nuggets can finish four after, like, leading the West the whole year. They can just drop to four if they go two and two. That conference is volatile, man. Got yeah, first round, first round upset written all over them. And people thought the Lakers were going to make the playoffs. Let me tell you something. I low key, if if the Nuggets, if Denver played the Lakers, I would have been sweating, sweating. <laughs> that would have been a quick five for me for Denver. Honestly, I know, dude. And my my brain says, oh, dude, that's an easy win for Denver. My like my fear is like LeBron is going to pick on Jokic all night long. There was a moment switch every single dude. Street. I mean, I <laughs> I felt that had the potential to be very bloody for Jokic. There was a moment around like January where I'm like, I think the Lakers are making the conference finals. Yeah, so <laughs> Same, you, man. you fell for that. You guys are such suckers. I held firm the entire time. I knew none of that was sustainable. Then he got hurt. Which honestly, counterpoint? LeBron has struggled in the past against fat guys. Jokic might be the LeBron stopper. <laughs> Boris Dio. Do you remember when Boris Dio was Dio on the Levitar was talking about this the other day about like how the heat stoppers were weird. It was all like Danny Greens and Gary Neals and Roy Hibberts and Boris Diaz. The Bamute. Bamute. JJ Barea. 
What a what a what a magical time. You're so are you making the playoffs? We haven't even talked about so before we end the show, I do want to talk a little bit about Dwayne. I mean, we got five more games of Dwayne. That's crazy. That's on who's the who's the weirdest person that Wade has jersey swap with this year? That random guy on on um that that kid. What, what team was he on? Was it the the Hawks? Oh, Kevin Herter. Oh, Kevin oh Herter. the rookie. The yeah, rookie. that guy. Oh, come on! Don't don't talk shit about Kevin Herter. He went to the same school time. We go. We went to the same school. Come on. I don't care, man. That's, I don't. Even, I don't even know who he is. I, Kevin Herter. The I'm the guest. Come on. Be nice. <laughs> uh, is he going to jersey swap in the playoffs? Oh God. I hope you guys play Philly then. If he's that's just jersey the swap. With Jimmy has he done a jersey game with Jimmy yet? Probably the last day. Wait, I should jersey yeah, swap. That probably be makes Wade sense. Has how many of how many impending free agents has Wade jersey swap with? That's a good point. Has he been recruiting for us? I mean, you guys that probably can't sign anyone anyway. But they're, they're cap hell. They're cap hell oh. until. Yo, that needs to be discussed soon. What? Are they either going to try and get on their knees and beg Dragic and Whiteside to decline their options this summer? So I've actually heard. So I don't know if it was Ethan or Ira that said that they may ask Goran to opt out and then give him years. Renegotiate. Yeah. I love that. Hey, opt out. We'll give you three years, three years for 30 or three years for 35 or something. Listen, let me tell you, them doing that with Hassan Whiteside would absolutely <laughs> blow up heat Twitter. Hassan no, Whiteside, I, I honestly think three years, 50 million. I actually don't mind if Goran and Hassan opt in because then you're going to have cap space. You're going to have a lot of cap space and then you're going to be able to take on. So would you prefer I, the renegotiation with Goran and then and then Whiteside just a regular opt-in? No. So I've said this before. So my I think what the best course and nobody's gonna like this because it's a long game. The best course of action, in my opinion, is to have them the both opt-in. That when you get the cap space, acquire picks and take salary, so that you can have a 100% total clean cap sheet when Kelly, JJ, and Dion come off the books. Right, because what happens is you have your your salary is gonna like expire staggered. You're gonna have a bunch of money free up when Goran and Hassan go, and then when all the smaller deals that most of your caps tied up and go at the same time. So it we're gonna Ryan Anderson, Hassan, and Goran come off the books, right? But what you can do is you can when those come off. Ryan the books, Anderson's gonna get waived. You take salary, <laughs> right? So you you fill your cap back up under the tax obviously and you you get picks take bad deals right and you get picks and that way you're going to have cap space and picks so that when there is a superstar available they're going to have things to move around for them they're going to have all their picks except for one that they have to convey to Philadelphia I know it's a long game but that's kind of to me the best course of action I don't know if the Heat are going to do that but you literally just outlined Danny Ainge's plan after slandering him for like a decade yeah, look what that's done for him. Well, he should shut the fuck up and manage his own team. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is Josh Appel from Smart Your Territory. And I'm Mr. Bill 11. And we are officially on the road to WrestleMania. It is point at the WrestleMania sign season, Bill. If, if you need to get to WrestleMania, we can be your Uber drivers on the road to WrestleMania. I mean, what? You ruined it. You, you ruined it. I, I like it. I think we could make some money doing that. WrestleMania season is here. Stick with us here on Smart Your Territory, the Five Reasons Sports Network's Pro Wrestling Podcast.